You know what that sound means. Welcome back to Just Tip Off, the NBA podcast that sadly, once again, did not win the NBA draft lottery. Kind of ridiculous how we've had statistically the best odds to get it every year. I mean, and we've been tanking we still for a solid haven't won it. It's, what's this supposed to kick in there? I know there's a bunch of conspiracy theories about how professional sports are rigged and, uh, you know, played out upon the uh, the league manager's um, timeline or, you know, whatever. You might, might, have a, might have a point there. You never know. I mean, it just feels like we paid our due. But, hey, maybe we don't have a fancy fan base or anything. But, anyway, it is once again back time to recap the NBA, see where we've been, how it's has been progressing. It's quite a bit has happened. We've got a lot to yeah. lot to go over here. We're uh, already into the third, the conference finals of the NBA playoffs. Believe it or not, it is already mid-May, so we're gonna quickly run through the uh, the previous matchups. Kind of give our from the first round till now. First round to now, give our opinions of what happened, and then kind of look at. Assess the the team that lost the series and what uh, what they could do better, what they need to improve on, you know, Where things heading. of that nature. So why don't uh, we'll there's a say as of right now the uh, the Lakers Nuggets are playing game one, so we'll save those two teams for last. So let's start. Um, we'll rip the bandaid off early here. Yeah, buddy, um, are you sure you want to go? The Milwaukee right Bucks against the Miami Heat. Oh, that one's gonna be easy. We know exactly where that one's going, right? Yeah. That's got to be a, the Bucks. Bucks and four, Bucks and you five. Would, you would think, and as a, as a whole, Milwaukee and Miami have squared up against each other. I think this is the fourth time in the last like five or six years in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, maybe a little little earlier. I think Giannis played him before he became like the Greek freak, and Miami won that series. But I think within the last couple of years, this is the third or fourth time that they've played. And so Miami's always played Miami. Miami's always played Milwaukee tough. There's no arguing that. Giannis got hurt, but he came back and he was still Giannis when he came back. As he is, which is the same song and dance that he did yeah. the year that they won the finals. Mm-hmm. Like he yep. had took, like, broken his MCL, meniscus, something uh, or other. Yeah, like, it didn't look good. But they won the final. He scored 50 in a game. Like, yeah, 50 finals. in a closeout game six in the NBA finals. But what, pretty much what I'm saying is, like, you, as a Milwaukee fan, you can say, well, Giannis wasn't 100% healthy. Chris Middleton wasn't 100% back yet. It, 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 you just got outplayed. You got out-hustled by the Heat, a Heat team, who they've got the recipe. Apparently, no one in the East, no one else in the East they has the, the recipe, it, though, except for Eric Spolstra, and he's got that thing kept kept secret in a safe inside a safe inside a safe, <laughs> because no one else has been able to figure out the Milwaukee Bucks like the Miami Heat have. And Jimmy Butler, Can't playoff Jimmy. It was a gentleman's? It was a gentleman's sweep. Uh, yeah, four and one, which was, I think, shocking to a lot of Bucks fans. And, you know, I think shocking for a lot of, I would say, a lot of Heat fans. I mean, because <laughs> but if you look at the Heat, this is the same basic Heat roster that they had last year. They just Mine didn't play. Tyler Hero. My, yeah, Tyler, Tyler Hero broke his hand time. in game one or two. And, I mean, it's the same roster from last year there. They just underachieved during the regular season. And then, you know, they snuck in the playoffs. They were in a playoff game. They blew out my blew out Atlanta in the playing game. No, they lost to Atlanta. Oh, that's right. They game. did. And then they had to beat um, – <laughs> they beat the uh, the Bulls, yeah. the Bulls to get in. So I'm sure Milwaukee wasn't thrilled about that. It, I mean, I mean, on, on paper, matchup wise, you just you think the Bucks would have got it done, and they didn't. And there's just no excuse for it. Like you just yeah. straight up didn't come to play, and he did, and it was just so evident by the play on the, the court. Physicality. Jimmy Butler just made the entire team his bitch. It was really astounding. Yeah, and, and you're getting, you know, Max Struess is having good three-point contests. Kevin Love, like is, that, Kevin Love has been resurrected in some of these playoff games. So, um, you know, for the Bucks, they fired the head coach, Mike Bullenhoser, and that's that's a theme you're going to see here if you're not up to date on the NBA, is that we had quite a few of these playoff teams who have been good playoff teams, who have been good regular season teams that have good records, are now looking for coaches. Um, 
So with Boonholzer, I know like if you look at the, the Milwaukee fan boards, they all are all happy he's gone. Seems to be a what have you done for me lately kind of uh, kind of league with these firings. Considering he was an NBA a play, coach of the year, an NBA champion two years ago. So for Milwaukee, they've got decisions to make um, in terms of extensions. Um, Giannis is eligible for one soon. He still has like three years left in his deal, but he's ex- he's I mean, already been available. Yeah, places. Middleton and Brook Lopez are free made. agents this year. So for Milwaukee, you have to decide: Are we keeping this core intact and running it back, thinking that the different coach is going to make the difference, or is it something that we have to adjust on the roster? They're probably going to try to. Fill the void of a coach because they, they, they've proven this roster can win championships, and throughout the season they had good depth. That depth just didn't show up. So I think uh, my guess is that they're going to try to give Brooke Lopez a sign a team friendly deal, sign Milton, and just go with the aspect. It's the coach. Because I mean, was Bulldozer wasn't like the greatest coach. I mean, he's uh, clearly. I mean, he's been outplayed by Eric Spolstra. I mean, he's, by Eric Spolstra time he's a very good. He's a very good coach. You can't. I think we spent a lot of time on the Bucks here, but the thing, last thing I'll say on Bulldozer is a winning coach, but a coach who finds it difficult to make on the fly adjustments or even series adjustments. I agree. Yeah, you ride. Your, your base cover defense and your, your typical offense, thinking that you're going to win the averages. But I think the uh, it's the ones who make the adjustments, like the, the Warriors or the Heats, mm-hmm. yep. those kind of uh, teams and their uh, bolsters and curves, they're, they're going to succeed. Um, I would agree. But also in the East, the other side of it, unfortunately, the Cavaliers. Yeah. Knocked uh, out in the first the two, I would argue the two, obviously they were upset, but the Shockers, I think, and we'll get to, when we get to the West, the Lakers being the Grizzlies, I think people saw that that avenue. But I don't think people saw the Heat beating the Bucks or the Knicks beating the Cavs. Because the Knicks, they just seemed like... They didn't have the... I mean, even though they had been to the playoffs more recently than the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers had more talent on their yes. team. It's just unrealized and untapped potential that they didn't they didn't, yeah. they didn't tap into. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 the Knicks, they, and the Knicks played well. Josh yeah. Hart had a great series. Brunson was phenomenal. They still have a solid bench. The Cavs Randall struggled. Good games. Yeah. The Cavs struggled in the bench area. Jared Allen disappeared for this series. And if I was looking at the box scores after every game, and the one game the Cavs won, Garland and Mitchell both had a good night. The other games, one of them could not buy a bucket. And it's those games where you have to find, and that's that's on the coaching staff. If one guy's cold, you got to find a way to get buckets, scheme things up. There's enough. There was enough talent on this Cavaliers roster that they should have been able to do it. I'm not saying it's J.B. Bickerstaff's fault if this is his first time time in the playoffs and they're a very young team. They're still set up up for success in the future. I mean, I think the Cavs, you know, right now it's like, what what is it going to take to keep Donovan Mitchell here when his contract's up? up? Because it's the first out of the big four for them being Allen, Garland, Mobley, and Mitchell. Mitchell's the first one up. And they traded for him, so it wasn't like he signed there wanting to go there. He's he's going to want to be there if they are a consistently successful team. If you are going, if you are setting out to just re-sign Donovan Mitchell and you try to cater to him, you're going to make decisions that would ultimately, I think, do you harm. What you have to do is the circuitous route of chase the championship, which is what he is also looking to do. Mm -hmm. This team, I don't think, needs to change drastically. I think it's got quite a bit of talent and potential in it. It needs continuity. It needs age. It needs miles. It needs, it needs the lumps of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They finally made it to the playoffs. They lost in the playing game the year before. They were bottom bottom tier team the year before that and the year before that. So it's finally starting to turn in their direction, but they have a long way to go. Mm-hmm. So Iokoro, Chetty Osman, Lance Stevenson. Lamar. I'm sorry, Lamar Stevenson. All up for contract. Uh, no, Okoro is still there, but Chetty Osman and, uh, and Lamar are both up for Karis Levert. contract. Levert's up for a contract. It's it's just, it's, yeah. 
I mean, we've been talking about it all year, and I've not really wanted to believe it. I think Okoro, I would, I would not move him. I would keep him. I would just contribute to try to develop him to be a defensive. I don't, I don't think you'd get, get enough, get a whole lot back. Right, the trade value on him, you're not going to get what, it, what get out what you put into him so far. So you might as well hold on to him. You do need the Danny Green pickup was nice. Like, I don't know if he still has enough left in the tank for mm-hmm. defense and three pointers, but like that's exactly what you need. And again, just seriously, continuity. Just a little bit more oomph. Yeah. And I think they had it. But. Yeah. And as I said, that comes with, with growth. This is still a very young team outside of um, Ricky Rubio and Robin Lopez, who are both free agents and probably won't see them back. Probably not. They were pretty nice. Unfortunately, Rubio wasn't the same after injury. Yeah. And Robin Lopez has really just been kind of a got a hook shot. He's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a true journeyman now at this point. So that was another gentleman's sweep, and then we'll move to a straight sweep. Yep, the, the one, the only one so Sixers far. Sixers swept the Nets 4-0. Um, wasn't particularly close. There were a couple games that were kind of close, but it was, for the most part, a blowout. Um, from the Nets' perspective, I don't necessarily think you can be mad because you weren't the more talented team. There's still a lot of young guys, um, and you got them all more playoff experience. I think Mikel Bridges starred for the Nets. He showed that he, he's had that playoff experience with the Suns, and he showed that you know he's probably has the potential of being not a number one, but I would say at the very least a number three, if not a number two, like a, a Clay Thompson type of guy. Just the the team was not as well balanced as you might want. Mm-hmm, yeah. They've got yeah. a lot of good pieces. Um, they, yeah, they've got the good pieces. Yeah, like, they've got the good pieces, but they're missing the star. And unfortunately, to get the star, you trade away good pieces, which is exactly what we saw happen to Phoenix, where all the Nets' good pieces came from. <laughs> and we'll get to that. But is it? It's hard to you know build that roster that way. It's and you know they could even have some of the guys on the team. But again, they're not in the place in their careers. Cam Thomas, if he was maybe like five or six years older, he might be in that spot. Mm-hmm. He's not right now. A little more development. Claxton Claxton was starting to really come along at the end of the series. He, he needs to develop his game from a JaVel McGee type to a Brooke Lopez type. Now, I don't think he's ever going to be that good a three-point shooter. But... An offense, an offense, more than just a lob offensive threat. If you yeah. can develop a little bit of post moves, maybe like some ban out of bio type stuff, then I think Nick Claxton is going to have a role, not just on this team, but in the NBA for a while. Mm-hmm. But if he just kind of stays where he's at, I think he's just kind of like JaVel McGee. He's going to block shots, he's going to be a rim runner, mm-hmm. and he's going to get some boards for you. Yeah, and that's, you know, there's a place for it. Yeah, it's a backup center. It's, I'm yeah, sorry, it's a backup center. That's the place for that. But, um, yeah, as for the Nets, I, you know, I don't think I, – I was surprised that they were able to kind of play 500 ball for the rest of the year after they got rid of Kyrie and got rid of um, Durant. So, well, at that point in the season, their, their schedule was not light, but they also had a pretty – I don't know – you can you can squeak by some games depending on who you're playing. So they, they didn't. I think it was a losing record uh, after the trade deadline. Uh, they definitely dropped in their playoff seedings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but as like I said, they they were able to ma- maintain it against you know some some pretty good teams. I mean, they were ahead of the Heat and look where the Heat are now. The Heat just have more playoff experience than a lot of those Nets guys do. And, well, they don't have Jimmy Butler, so, you know, <laughs> there's that. So, speaking of the Suns. Do you want to finish the last team in the East here real quick? Oh, I guess so, yes. Celtics-Hawks. Yes. That was a... That, go, that one game seven. That one seven games, didn't it? No, that one went to six. Um, the Celtics pushed, or the Hawks pushed more than they really needed to. <laughs> On a, uh, was it seven? I think it was seven. Did you check that? Yeah, I'm going to check that. Um, in my mind, there was, not to say no doubt, but I, I think everyone expected. I thought it was six, because I thought they Boston got two games. games. 
Let's see. That's Atlanta Hawks. One. Yes, you're correct. It was six. Okay. It was six. Um, the Hawks are interesting because there seems to be a lot of good, you know, good players, solid players on this team. Because I mean, you got kind of your star power with Dejounte Murray and Trey Young, but then you've got like Capella's a solid guy and Hunter's a solid guy. You have Sabine Bay and Bogdanovich and was John a Collins. That's they have a bunch of solid guys. I would agree. It's it's a team that doesn't have a veteran presence other than Capella. He's the one with the most playoff experience on those hardened rocket teams. And even then, like, you know, he he, he was he's what he is now. He's a dunker. He's in the dunking spot, he's there for boards. They they needed to come from the Trey Young or DeJounte Murray. I don't think either of those guys were able to inspire or lead their team to come together and put their talents into into action. And that's that's only gonna come with I think a major overhaul and I think we're we're gonna expect to see that in the next couple of months. Um, it's, it's, there's going to be a lot of movement going on, man. This is going to be a pretty crazy offseason now that I think about it. Yeah. yeah. I think the Hawks are close. They said, I think they just need that leadership because I think they have all the role players that you could need and you could want on the team. Uh, they just is need... Trey Young the answer? I, if, all right, here we go. If you were to keep Trey Young or DeJounte Murray, which one are you keeping? I guess I would probably keep DeJounte because I think I could get more for Trey. That's what I would say, too, plus DeJounte Murray plays better defense. That's what I thought, too. I was like, I like Because you really have to design around to play with play Trey. Murray's, Murray's a little more consistent, I think, gives you a little more um, in just all-around play versus, I mean, Trey Young, he can draw fouls, he can pass, and he shoots a lot of threes. Not that there's anything wrong with that, because that's kind of what Curry does, but... He's not Steph Curry. No, not so. many people are, and he's got to shoot a lot better with three pointers if he's going to get anywhere close to that. But yeah, nope. I agree. All right, moving over, yeah, swinging over to the West. Let's see. We'll start. We'll start with the Suns Clippers. So that was a six game. Or five, just just five. Um, the old general uh, gentleman sweep. <laughs> the Russell Westbrook yeah. game one. Paul George wasn't there the entire time. Kawhi only played what two games? Yes, uh, Kawhi won, a, won yeah. one of yeah, and games. then Westbrook like balled out because he was the only good player left on the Clippers. Actually, did the uh, I think okay, we, it's been so long. I gotta say, I think the uh, Clippers may have actually put pushed it to six. Did they get to six? Did they did they avoid the gentlemen's? They did not. No, they got. Oh, it was five. Yep, they won game one and then lost four straight. Well, if you count the last game of the regular season, which Clippers won, then they lost in six. <laughs> but, um, yeah, won game one and then lost the next three. They were all decently close games. Only one of them was by double digits. Um, or two of them by double digits. So, I mean, they hung in there. And for not having Paul George and not having Kawhi Leonard... Um, Obviously, you didn't expect to go into the playoffs with that roster. I think if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are there, I think that series is probably one of the best in the the first round. That would have been amazing. We got robbed. I'm pissed. Yeah. I mean, Russell Westbrook revived his career, but it still was annoying as hell to see just how lame it, or how awesome it could have been and how lame it was. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, Clippers, do they have any moves that they really have – to make, or do you think they just have to get healthy? Because as we were saying, we we thought there were some good pieces on this team. It's just thought they were their top parts weren't healthy. And you're always going to run into that with Kawhi Leonard. That's nothing new. We know that to be true. Um, you know, Paul George has kind of just had more like the freak injuries here or there. Otherwise, he's been a pretty consistently healthy player. I feel like. At least not to the extent that Kawhi Leonard. So you know what you're getting out of Kawhi. Um, and just, you know, you're hoping he doesn't get hurt in the playoffs next year. But other than that, I think this roster is okay to run this back, don't you think? I would say so. Um, I, again, 
it, unfortunately, the injury is going to be the theme of this entire team. I don't know if you're going to be able to plan around that. Like, you, you just never can think that he's going to be healthy enough to make it through a four, you know, rounds of, of games. Mm-hmm. I, I just, with one superstar, you can sometimes, I mean, you can sometimes tailor it when it's just one guy, but it's always at least one guy. Yeah. You know, it feels like it's at least, that's, you can just ride with him and hope for the best. It's, it's you really, you invested a lot in him, so you kind of don't have much else you can do. Yep. I would agree. Next series up, Kings at Warriors. And this was a fun seven-game series. I was really rooting for the Kings. But at the end of the day, the, the Kings showed up that they're, they're for real. You know, they went toe-to-toe with the Warriors. Damn, um, close. But away from probably just, in that series. The Warriors have something the Kings don't have, and the Warriors have a surplus, and that's experience. Yeah. And veterans, and, you know, I mean, I can't, besides Sabonis with the Pacers, has, you know, has, and Harrison Barnes, Barnes with the Warriors, you know, the Kings roster pretty much is, no, don't have a lot of playoff experienced players. Um, but I, I'm excited to see the Kings do well. That's been a franchise that's been moribund for years now. And to see them have a good roster and be very competitive in the playoffs and that fan base is truly embracing that team, it's good for the league, it's good for Sacramento. It is. It is. They've been bad for so long. For so long. I hope, I hope it's not a flash in the pan, and I don't think it will be, but um, it was great to see some actual improvement from – a step up uh, from DeMontis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox for you know, for all the work that they've had to do and all the shit that they, they've had to go, go through. It's good to see them finally succeed. But, yeah, we'll see what um, they're – I think they've got to build or fill the, the Harrison Barnes spot. He's getting a little bit long in the tooth. Um, I would agree. And I, I, I think the backup center role is also a little bit open and could need – some tending to you could even bring in like a full on true center because I don't know. I guess that's Demontis Bonus plays the best when he's at center, or mm-hmm. I thought he's better when he's at power forward. No, that's what they yeah, try to do in yeah, Pen- uh, yeah, Indiana. He doesn't. He doesn't really. Ha- he's got a mid range game, but it doesn't really send out the three that well. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I think I just, I think I don't, I don't mind what you said there. Find a. A new Harrison Barnes, maybe Keegan Murray takes a bigger role into that into that spot next year, and yeah, find a backup center, find you your uh, your Javale McGee, if you will, just a guy who's just going to go and do the dirty work because that's what you need, just to give Sabonis a little bit of a break. Um, other than that, you know, I think they've got got some solid pieces. It'll be exciting to see what they do. All right, so now we get to the matchup that we're watching right now of these two teams. So we'll start with the Nuggets against the Timberwolves. And the Nuggets just kind of played with their food, to be honest. Actually, that was another sweep. Sorry, I missed, I missed uh, misspoke earlier. I think I said the Nets 76ers was the only sweep, but this was... Was it? No, they, no, no, no. Those oh, they dropped it. They dropped those were Germans. They played with their food in game four. Oh, they yes. played, or in game, game, game four, yeah. They played with their food. Um. Yeah, because the Timberwolves were up three zero, or the Nuggets were up three zero. Um. Yeah, not surprising here. Yeah. Um. They're just, you know, I, I, I still, I still don't like the Cat Gobert thing. Screwed, it just they're doesn't screwed. work. They're screwed. <laughs> yeah, Anthony Edwards looked great. Not surprising. Carlton Towns had just been coming off an injury, and he was up and down, but you. I mean, I just nothing we can do. What are you doing with Gilbert? Like that trade looks horrendous now, absolutely horrendous. They're gonna have to commit to running like double bigs, unless they trade. They do some drastic shit. I mean, I don't know anybody. They're gonna get pennies on the dollar for the trade that they did for Gobert. Exactly. They try to they're gonna something. try to get something of what they gave up, and there's just no way they're getting that much. There's no way they they should have given up that much to begin with. So they're going to get half of that. And they're the ones who own the team. They get more than who, a first for that? I don't know if you get more than a first for Gobert. 
depending on who the team is. If you're a team with lower first-round picks, then, yeah, you'll probably get more than one. But if you're, if you're the Rockets, do you really think? I mean, they've got picks to spare, but you really getting more than one first-round pick for Rudy Gobert right now? No. I don't know. No. You get a, a first-rounder, maybe. Um, but that's what I'm th- I was going to say. Do you offer other players? Do you offer... Towns, which would be crazy. So try to get off the Gobert contract by trading a potentially premium player in Carlton Towns. Yeah, I mean, you know what, you know what like... I'm thinking, and they would suck, but I think it would actually be a really, really good fit. Is catch the Warriors, dude? That would that would be crazy because he he's exactly the kind of although you is, give up is he able you give to Peyton? You give up? Um, you probably end up. You give away Kevon Looney, and you probably give up Jordan Poole. But I think that'd be a good fit. I don't like it, being not a Warriors fan. I think you could just do Jordan Poole. Send Wiggins back to Minnesota. <laughs> that'd just be cool. Uh, <laughs> Son of a bitch, we're just get out of here. Yeah, he'd, he'd be like, no, nah, I think I'm going to retire. I'm all right. <laughs> um, but what was I going to say? He... I think you could trade Jordan Poole for Rudy Gobert. What's Rudy Gobert's contract? No, it's pretty crazy. You're right. No, you're right. I think it's like 40, over 40 million. It's over 40 million. It's oh, not that's so great. Bad. The Timberwolves just put themselves in purgatory. Oh, that's so bad. Yeah, not ideal. Not ideal. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what Minnesota does, because you're kind of stuck with Gobert. And their death doesn't look all that great either. Um, He's getting older. Kyle Anderson's okay. Nikhil Alexander-Walker looked a little better than he had been. Um, But other than that... that's some promise. Yeah. Um, But I don't don't know if you're getting... Anthony Edwards developed a lot of this offseason, man. You got a lot of work to to do. Yeah. And maybe Carl Anthony Towns gets his head out of his ass and actually plays like he wants to play basketball. Probably not, though. Uh, probably not. Probably not. All right. Last, last series of the first round, Lakers and Grizzlies. The Lakers took it in six. They did. It was a very roller coaster ride of, of games. With Lakers stealing the first one in Memphis, then losing the second one to a Xavier Tillman-led Memphis Grizzlies team. John Morant hurt his wrist in the first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else was it? it was uh, I think there was another. Um, can't remember. But... No, that's. Uh... Uh, we were debating whether or not Stephen Adams was going to come back. He did not. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up being that it was just kind of a silent uh, game from Anthony Davis on a couple occasions. And yeah. When that happened, they... Yeah, you know, showed a couple games, and that's when the Grizzlies got their wins. Yeah. And then, obviously, you know, we got all the Dylan Brooks is talking oh. on social media <laughs> saying, I don't care if I got it, but the guy unless he puts some put 40 on me. And, you know, the normal kind of talk that's been around this the Memphis Grizzlies all year. You got a bunch of young players who are doing a little bit of talking because they're a high seed in the West. And, you know, obviously Dylan Brooks is what he is. And John Morant's a talker as well. And obviously he's had his off-court issues, uh, which have only got worse. But, and then the, then the Lakers blew him out by 40 in there's a 40-piece, Dylan Brooks. Yes, there is your 40-piece. And <laughs> it sounded like right after this series is that Dylan Brooks has no place on the Memphis Grizzlies. What was the – no, the, the words that the Memphis Grizzlies used were under no circumstances yeah. will he be part of the team next year. And Shaq was saying he's, he's playing himself out of the league. He's not backing up his – is talking with his play. His play has been awful, and he's more of a he's been more of a distraction for the team than anything else. If you talk, you can you gotta walk. Yep, and that's about it. And that's, uh, that's how simple as that. Oh my gosh! You know what? I this is my fault because I totally forgot to hit it. Um, 
when we hit the series, Sixers fired Doc Rivers and the Phoenix Suns fired Monty Williams. Out of all the coaching fires that kind of surprised me, I think Monty Williams surprised me the most because he's been successful and from what I hear, the, the new owner never really liked Monty Williams and the new owner is the one who pushed for that big trade to get Kevin Durant. Um, and, I mean, what was Monty supposed to do? You traded away all of the Suns' depth. I texted you and Sam multiple times, like, it's not sustainable. Durant and Booker can't put up 100 between the two of them every single night, which is what it would have taken from the one because their bench and their depth was so bad. Chris Paul or DeAndre Ayton no-showed in that series, and Monty, Monty Williams takes the ball for it. Now, I think part of that is because the GM's like, well, the last, you know, I built this team, I had opinions, but I'm the one who made all these deals, and it didn't work, so what am I going to blame it on? Not me. It wasn't my decision-making. It was how the players were coached, which I think a little bit of that, a little bit of the new ownership is why Monty Williams is gone. I think he's going to be, there's the Pistons are looking for a coach, um, the Raptors who fired Nick Nurse, another kind of surprising one, another NBA and coach of the year, NBA champion coach. Mm -hmm. They're looking for a coach. I mean, Monty Williams, I think, is the first one of these coaches got fired. Who will get hired? Uh, maybe. There, that's no, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. That's a great pick, actually. Because yeah, I, I, he is it for uh, the Pistons job or uh, or Toronto. But I think more of the Pistons, uh, if I would guess. Yeah. And then for Doc Rivers with the Sixers, um, I think it was just, you know, you, you didn't get to the Eastern Conference Championship game the one time you have, and that was against the Raptors. The one, this is the only time you have. And I think ownership and management were like, hey, you're not getting the job done. You're getting us there, but you're not even getting us to the conference finals most of the years. I know the East is hard, but... Are we going to have this talk now about the coaches, or are we going to finish out? Well, I was just going to do that because I, I wanted to bring them up when we talked about each team specifically, and I just forgot about it. I, I think it's an overarching different... Like, I think we can talk about it individually on each coach, but I think there's something more at play amongst all teams and, like, the culture that's going throughout the league. But, yeah, for now, I guess... Um, yeah, the the... Coaching turnover, Monty Williams, uh, uh, I don't know, who else? Holzer, Nick Nurse, Doc Rivers, Stephen Silas, Dwayne Casey are the yeah, I mean, let's just, are the coaching exits. Yeah. I bet half of them have that coach. Well, I don't know. They'll be on teams. Um, M.A. Udoka has already taken the Houston Rockets head coaching job. I don't see Budenholzer being a head coach. I can see Monty Williams, and I can see Nick Nurse being a head coach next season. Doc Rivers, I'm not sure. I, could, I feel like Doc Rivers could go, like... Frank Vogel's name's also getting thrown out there. <laughs> and, um... I think, uh... Ty Lue, even though he's coached the Clippers, I think the Suns are like, hey... Eyelashes. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, man. What's up? What's up? What you think about Kevin Durant? Buy you a drink here at the bar. Get you another superstar. Yeah. When he plays. Apple TV. When he plays. He's awesome. Right. I guess getting back to the Grizzlies, they're young. Not all experienced, but I think. I don't know, man. They're about to go down spiral, too. I agree. They are. In case you know John Morant, um, another video was posted of him holding a firearm. This is the second one. Within last month, the league suspended him. He went to quote-unquote rehab or whatever and then did like an ESPN interview. And then here we are, three weeks later, same issue. Now, this one, was, this one was posted by a friend of his or something like that, but still... I mean, it wasn't posted. It was an IG live. Yeah, so I mean, at, just... at this point, we're it's it's a pattern of behavior now. I don't know what con what constitutes a pattern of behavior versus coincidence. I don't know if he's used four just... more times for it to be considered a pattern of behavior, but I, I agree. The Grizzlies, he he needs to figure out 
what he wants to do. Like, it, you know, do you want to be an NBA star in this league? Because right now the NBA is showing no, showing zero tolerance towards this kind of behavior. So if you want to keep being in the league, you need to change that. It's, and the Grizzlies need to change their their mentality, their culture, because it's right now it's not a good one. They're turning into the most hated team in the league if they aren't already. Definitely playing the heel. Um, but on the note of John Morant, he is – I don't know. I see what's going on, and I see why the league doesn't like it. But I also see from his perspective in that he's just doing what he thinks is stuff that doesn't really matter. But I don't know if he's fully grasping the full effect of, like, the impact he has on those who see him, those who watch him. That part, I think, is still not fully grabbed, fully, you know. It's not not like he did anything illegal law-wise. It's just what the NBA views as as their player conduct policy. He's violated what the NBA views as their conduct policy. And guess what? That's the rules that that your workplace has. Every workplace has rules. Your decision to follow them, regardless of how society's rules are, these are the rules set in front of you for what you are doing. And on the side of the NBA, I do endorse that you should use it in a safe manner. If they're if they're pissed about anything, it's like, hey man, you can you can shoot guns, but like don't advocate for gun safety. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be just like bouncing in the car, chilling with a gun. That's not. There's no way that that's a good safe thing. Especially the way you're pointing and everything. Like, if you're at a gun range, like, shooting, that's something. That's fine. Yeah. But, I don't know. It just seems like there's a, dis- a difference of opinion, and I don't think anyone's really talking about what's really the difference is. It's just guns. They're, the image is what people are focusing on, not the actual <laughs> underlying problem. But yeah, I agree. They got some stuff to figure out. They do. They've got some culture. I think they got a lot of good young players. They got the talent now. It's just getting them to put it all together. Yep. Uh, So moving on to the second round, that was quite the. Yeah, we'll we'll run. Luckily, this uh, there's only a couple more. Um, Heat and Knicks. The Heat won that game in that series in six. Should have been five. the referees definitely gave the Knicks one of those, which I know it doesn't really matter because the Heat were always going to beat them on that one, but then you just outplayed yeah. those guys. They, they, they did the they same out, thing they did to the Bucks. They outmanned them. They, they, they bully-balled them. Yep. Showed them they wanted more. I mean, the rebounds. Just look at the freaking rebounds. Mick Robinson, who was a, a Which is crazy because blast. the Knicks destroyed the Cavaliers in rebounding, yeah. which we thought was shocking. Oh, that, how you have Jared Allen and Mobley. Yeah. He would just made That's bitch. Like half a rebounding is just effort and being in the right spot. I mean, how many times do we see NBA players all standing around the three-point arc, slowing jacks at three, and no one even thinks about crashing the boards? It's, you crash the boards, you give yourself five extra, five, six extra possessions a half, you score on half of those. I mean, boom, that's 10, 20 points right there. Yeah. So... Yeah. Jimmy Butler, not as effective as he was against, I think he averaged like Mr. Game. Mr. Game. He averaged like 30 or 40 uh, points against the Bucks, and in this series he ever, only averaged like 24, 25. I mean, to be honest though, but he didn't need to. The Heat, injury. the Heat didn't need to do as much to beat the Knicks as they did to beat the Bucks. Right. So. Very true. So, Not surprising. What do the Knicks need to do? The Knicks need to... R.J. Barrett seemed to have a good run. Mitch Robinson is serviceable. Yeah, I Derrick Rose is a free agent. Handles Randall. If they can try to take one of their pieces, like, I mean, Randall would be ideal to, to get as much as you can for him, but I don't know if his presentation in the playoffs is going to warrant a lot of, I don't know. You're, you're going to have to wait. Yeah, you're gonna have to wait until the end of this uh, of the summer, I think, until after it's kind of cold in people's minds. Yeah, to to maybe make a trade, but I would agree. They can fill out. Josh Hart's not a bad role player. They got no, a lot of good role players. I think, I think Josh Hart's a great role player. I think he played really well. They got to find somebody to develop into a number two. Jalen Brunson can be your number one. But... Barrett hasn't been what they. What they want, what they he thought they were going to. Oh, yeah, he, exactly. But I don't know if he's ever going to be number two. 
and I don't think they have anyone on the roster who can be a true number two. Now, could quickly take a step up in getting more minutes that Derrick Rose has? Sure. Could Toppin step up and take more take a uh, heavier load if Randall's gone? Yeah, we've seen that when Randall is in play or when Bruns is in play. Those two guys can step up. The bench squad, and this has been like the next few years, the bench squad is good, it's deep, and it plays very well together. It, they did like it, so I don't. I think they've got a good a good bench, good pieces there. But I agree. I don't think if if Brunson's your one, that's fine. But if just, if Randall's your two, you're not going to get there. Had a pretty rough. He, oh playoffs. yeah, yes, I get it. He's he a rough playoffs. And he was in contention for Sixth Man of the Year. That's disappointing. I don't I, I don't know whether that's going to be his team. If he just needed to get his feet under him in the playoffs, but uh, definitely was a disappointing mm-hmm. show. I would agree. Celtics 76ers, seven-game series. Embiid missed a game, but it was okay because Harden took over. Um, ended in an absolute blowout 40 loss. 40-point win. Tatum went off. For was 50. It 30? No, I'm sorry, it was 30-something. Yeah, Tatum went off for a 50-plus burger against him. Joe <laughs> Embiid, like three days after winning the MVP, just no-showed in a game seven to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, Yikes. Gross. Yikes. Bad team's getting blown up. What? Yeah. Doc River's already gone. They're gonna, I mean, You've got Maxi and Bead, Harris, Harden. What? Uh, I'll pull up the roster. What moves are you making? You you keep Embiid. You, you move on from Tobias Harris, maybe? It's not like he's special. It's not like, you know, they're not getting the same Tobias Harris that they got from the Clippers, probably because he's not getting those kind of touches. They're not using them. But, like that. you know, George's Niang, P.J. Tucker, he's Melton, Andy Melton, Shake Melton. I mean, God, do you think everyone on this team is disposable except for Embiid and Maxi, maybe? I think that's the way that they're going to approach it and see who calls. I don't know if the 76ers are going to make a lot of moves other than bringing in a coach and trying to pick out who – because, I'm sorry, they have Daryl Morey, who probably – I could see Mike D'Antoni become the coach. Back, getting back of Harden. Yeah. Uh, see how that works out. It'll de- The teams that we mentioned who fired their coach, I think that's step one. Because if you're going to bring – players in without having a coach, finding the right coach is going to be all that more challenging, I think, mm-hmm. without the direction of what kind of players do you want to bring in that he's, you know, trying, has an idea for his system. Um, but, man, that's, there's a lot of things happening in parallel right now in the NBA, which is going to be made for an amazing offseason. I kind of pretty – Sad to see the NBA like games are coming, going to be winding down here in a little bit. This mm-hmm. is uh, the last we're going to see for a bit, but thank goodness for the offseason. That's that is yeah. always the best one yeah, of the always sports. exciting. Always exciting. All right, Nuggets and Suns. Nuggets won this in six, and once again, the Phoenix Suns ousted, fired Monty or Monty Williams. Once again, the lack of depth was very apparent. Chris Paul got hurt. Yeah. DeAndre Ayton didn't even play the elimination game. Yeah. No, he didn't. Just, uh, was it illness? Whatever it was. All right. Here's the Suns' bench points for the series. Game six, 12 points off the bench. Game five. They got a little more. Okay, yeah, it's significant more because they play a lot more guys. But let's see. 26 points in game five. In game four, which they won by five points, benched a little better. Um, Let's see. Yeah, got almost 40 points. But in general, their bench has been more like 20 points or less. And they've lost that. They've lost that depth that they had when they had Bridges, Cam Johnson, and things like that. I'm not saying Kevin Durant's not great, but I'm saying I'm not surprised this happened. Like we're gonna live through the playoffs after Durant's coming back from injury. We all know CP3's injury history in the playoffs. Aiton 
very off and on player, no depth. I'm not shocked here. It's yeah. We kind of covered it with the uh, with the Nets recap, but it's a very I don't know. I'm I'm going to look at this in the optimistic way. They've got Kevin Durant. They've got Devin Booker. That's a pretty good start. Uh, everyone else, I'm sure, is on the on the table. The Lakers. <laughs> hey, we have these two really good players. Who can we get for the mid-level and trade exceptions? <laughs> yeah, so what do we think of trade well? Who wants yeah. to make some What's moves? our vet minimum? Who can we get? <laughs> is JaVale McGee coming back? Yeah. Um, Damn. It's going to be a lot of movement, a lot of turnover going on here. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Starts, I, I think about yeah, it starts with a coach. You have, the, you have the two staples. You get a coach, you build around the staples. And... You hope it's enough. I think that's kind of where the Suns are at. Final um, <clears throat> divisional round. Warriors, Lakers went six game. Went six games. Um, Lakers stole the first. Warriors came back. Lakers won two at home, and then dropped the one at the Warriors, and then won in game six. Uh, Steve Kerr put out a article on ESPN day. Steve Kerr, the the trust that the team had that was broken when Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole, they never recovered it. Mm-hmm. Hmm, interesting. There's issues with Jonathan Kaminga is complaining about minutes and things like that, which maybe that's partially Steve Kerr's fault for not playing and developing, but also hey Kaminga, you know, it's going to get thrown on the court because you are a first-round pick. You still have to earn your spot in this league. Last I checked. It was an interesting standpoint that they really didn't want to go to him. They went to Moody, mm-hmm. and they went to just about damn near everybody but Kaminga. And I, think, I have to imagine maybe the attitude played the key in yeah, that. And, and the Warriors are in a tough spot where they, you know, they had that, those two years where they were down where they drafted high. But they're still, but they're still competing for championships because they still have the core of those championship teams. They're in a tough spot where they're, they're, they're contending now, but they're also trying to build for the future. You know, it's not like they're looking at their roster every offseason thinking, okay, what veterans can we add to improve it? They have like these young guys who need development, but they don't necessarily have time for development because they're trying to just get the roster together and in cohesion to, for the playoffs. So, I get they're in a tough spot, and I think sure that probably impacted Moody and Kaminga and certainly Wiseman. It's not even there anymore. Their development. They cut the, and that's really going to be the song of the uh, the Warriors over this past over this offseason is do they try to retool with veterans or commit to young a young rebuild or continue to try and just keep the keep the players alive and pay the luxury tax and keep I mean, Draymond Green's a free agent this summer. He can opt out for opt-in. He has a player option. Uh, Jordan Poole's contract is about to kick in. He's about to make hella money. Uh, Steph making go. This is Clay's last year of his contract at $43 million, so it's expiring. Um, And then who else? Dante DiVincenzo has a player option, like $8 million, $7 or $8 million. And then, oh, shoot. A couple of rookie contracts. Oh, Kaminga, like you said, is up for contract. It's mm-hmm. going to be, they're, they're going to be paying some money. I don't think, oh, and Bob Myers is also like on the, are you going to be stepped down? Or are you going to resign, leave? Uh, so it's going to be their GM. Yeah. Um, it's really, there's a lot going on for the, for the Warriors as well. There's a lot of uncertainty in the air. And they're getting older. And they're getting older. Steph Curry, 34. Clay Thompson, 34. 34 with bad ankles. Clay coming off the injury. Draymond aging. Like it's, Draymond is looking like he's he and there's more. And there's more. Yeah, they're getting older, and there's more parity in the league now than there has been in quite a while. So it's getting harder to win and, championships. Yeah. Nikola Jokic, triple-double. That's some money for me, baby. Nice. All right. The last match. Actually, that is all of it. Yeah. All right. So, we'll get to this series. Nuggets, Lakers, Western Conference Finals. 
Nuggets are up by 20 halfway through the third. Um, Jokic had like 17, 17, 5, and 2 at halftime. He's having a night. And we were talking a little bit before. 17, 12, and 5. And he's, oh, half done. He's got he had 17 rebounds like four minutes into the, the third period. Third quarter. 12 rebounds. That's had, crazy. Yeah, seven, four, 17 points. I, I think, in my opinion, the 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 X factors are going to be what Anthony Davis do you get and what Jamal Murray do you get? Because I think you're going to have LeBron is going to be typical LeBron. Jokic is going to be typical, typical Jokic. Well, LeBron in the last game, couple of series has definitely showed his age. And I, I think it's been commented that he's been reserving and holding back and trying to save it for when he needs to. And God bless him. He is needing it right now. They're down 18, 20 points in the halfway through the third quarter. And it's, So what? here's a question then for you. What's the cutoff? When do you say pack it in next game Probably for LeBron for LeBron and AD? Because we've seen now it was a much younger LeBron team come back from twenty four down against the Pacers um, the year after they won the title. I think that's like twenty nineteen. Again, that's four years ago. So does LeBron have that energy in him to do that? Is it worth it, or do the Cav or do the Lakers just say, you know what? Let's let's bite the bullet here. We're not going to win this game. You think you say, okay, if we're not within fifteen at the under eight timeout, pack it in. That'll be a LeBron James game time call. And that's the beauty of the Darvin Ham system coaching with LeBron is he doesn't have to. He just kind of lets LeBron do it. LeBron do his thing, and you really can't you can't get scolded for not telling LeBron James what to do. Because honestly, who the hell can? Even Eric, Eric Spolstra, when he was on the Heat, was catching flack for not listening to LeBron sometimes, which is hilarious. The coach was not getting the benefit of the doubt. But yeah, basically, Darvin Hand doesn't have to worry about shit. He's like, hey, LeBron, if you're not feeling it, you'll pack yourself in, and then I'll know that if you're coming in, our AD, you can come in too. So he just kind of gets the tailor. LeBron is pretty much player coach. Um, yeah. That's, which uh, I don't want to take away from Darvin Ham because Darvin Ham has been doing amazing because he's been able to pull and put in guys who are hitting or who aren't hitting and pull them and not lose their confidence. And it's been quite the the delicate line to walk. So got to give him credit. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be the toughest task right now for the Lakers to, to even think about overcoming Nikola Jokic and the, and the Nuggets. He's, the fucking MVP, goddammit. I'm I'm about to get on my soapbox. Uh, so I've been waiting to say something about this, and it's finally, finally time. Joel Embiid is not the MVP. He's not. He got the MVP this year because the media did not want Nikola Jokic to get his third straight MVP because the last person to win the three straight MVPs was Larry Bird. There's no way in hell they wanted anybody else who they thought might not even come close to his status take three MVPs away from him. Nikola Jokic has not yet won a, a championship, which matters. However, it's such BS that the last the thing that they hold against him is his defense and the last two months of the season, which he wasn't even bad. They were in first place. In the entire Western Conference. They're like, well, he wasn't the first overall in the entire league. Who cares? They didn't need to be. They're in the first place. Whatever happened to the best player on the best team? He's the best player on the best team. And you argue that Joel B was the best player? They were not even number one in their conference. Yeah. I, I agree. I think the criteria that they keep using. They move the goalpost every year, and I'm not, I, I don't even hate that. The part that I hate is just the argument all held no water. It wasn't even a good one. Yes, Joel Embiid was a scoring title this year. Congratulations, he could score a lot of points. But guess what? That doesn't win you a fucking. That doesn't win, okay? You can win. You can score a lot of points, but that doesn't mean you're going to win. It's the most valuable player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's who if you took off their team would suck the most. That's the most valuable player. Yes. Which guy makes their team better? Not who's having the best 
And that's my soapbox. All right. Um, I guess finally we uh, we kind of talked about coaches. I guess our last one, Boston, Miami. Uh, gonna give it to Boston. Hopefully, oh my God, I I I don't want to see Boston. I think the Bruins were eliminated from the playoffs. We love that. (laughs) Patriots suck. The Red Sox aren't good. Come on, Boston has won enough shit in their lives. Like, come on, Jimmy. Come on, Jimmy. We're gonna need fifty again. Honestly, I wanted to say this earlier in the pod, but this would be the best. Like, proof of concept for the play-in. Like, this is a play-in team that could go so to Lakers, the finals. We could have a play-in team finals. Lakers and, right? Lakers are in the play-in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Seven, Lakers, seven Lakers, Miami. Yeah. If both them made that the finals were play-in teams, you've absolutely validated having a play-in series. It would be amazing. I would say you already have. You have two play-in teams in the conference finals. Are the finals great? Yes, but you have to. You have a seven and an eight seed playing in the conference finals. I think that is validation enough for the league to have the playing game. You could make the argument that it's it's on the shoulders of Jimmy Butler and LeBron James and Anthony Davis, which it is. But I hope they can make it to the finals because then there's that much more solidified that you yeah. you made it to three rounds. Yeah. Um, you also can't say that the bubble didn't count because look. It's the same four teams. It is the same four teams. This is true. This is true. So, yeah, I got I have Boston as well. I just think they're a little too much for the Heat. Unless the Heat get like twenty five and ten every night from Bam Adebayo, because you know what you're gonna get from Jimmy. You kind of know what you're gonna get from the rest of the roster in terms of shooting threes. Bam Adebayo is my X factor in this series because if he is on and he is playing well, the Heat do have a shot. Yeah. Because as you said, Boston has these weird streaks where they don't play cohesively and it's just a lot of iso ball dribbling and shooting, which frankly is just nothing you ever want to see from Marcus Smart. Um, Quite he a bit. does it a lot. I get if Tatum's on a heater like he was in Game 7 against the Sixers, but I mean that's that was a historical level performance. So, first... First 50 point game in a game seven ever? Uh, highest, I think. High, highest, yes, highest. That's right. It's Steph Mary got 50, and then I think Kevin got 51. Yeah. Uh, Lakers bench is being outscored by Bruce Brown. Not a good look for the Lakers bench. It's the Bruce Brown game! <laughs> I mean, hard to say that when Nikola Jokic has a triple double four minutes into the third quarter, but you know. That's just a. Uh, oh, oh, Christian Brown! Also been pretty damn good. Fuck Kansas. Anyway. I get the fi- final thing we have to get through. The NBA draft lottery was right before this playoff game. So I'll run down the order real quick. We'll start at 14. We'll build a suspension in case you haven't heard. 14, the New Orleans Pelicans. 13, the Toronto Raptors. 12, Oklahoma City Thunder. 11, Orlando Magic. 10, Dallas Mavericks. 9, Utah Jazz. 8, Washington Wizards. 7, Indiana Pacers. 6, Orlando Magic. Only team that have two picks in the top 14. Detroit Pistons at 5. Houston, and then here we go with the picks that all have the same percentage. Houston Rockets, 14. Portland Trailblazers, 9. Wouldn't that have been interesting, though? The Blazers get the same odd, get Webnyama with Lillard. That would have been something interesting. Charlotte Hornets at two, and the rebuild starts today. Sign Greg Popovich up for another 20 years. The San Antonio Spurs will have the number one pick in the draft and will more than likely be drafting Victor Webnyama unless they pull out a very shocking thing, in which case I think they'd be trading their one first round pick this year for the next 70. Not the next 70, but you know. That is many as you can. Yeah, but I, I think it's, you know, Victor Webernyama to the Spurs. Yeah, that's, thoughts. That's a, a lot, lot of info right there. A lot. There's, I think we'll probably cover this on another pod. We'll a do a, a draft, a draft podcast. But yeah. we now know that the Spurs will have the number one overall pick, followed by the Hornets, the Blazers, the Rockets are the teams who are in the top four. I think if you're the Thunder, you're a little disappointed you weren't a little higher. I know you got a lot 
Yeah, I guess you were almost a, you were playing a team, so twelve's not bad. But you know, that was exactly I think where they were checked to get. Um, I don't think they moved up any. Yeah. So. Orlando is. Magic in a good spot. Two first round picks. Did anybody move nope. up? I don't know. Um, let me see. Oh, the Blazers. I mean, I think the Blazers did. Um, let's see. Let's see. Trying to find like the side by side. You know. Where, where people could have been, where they could have. Hold on, let's see. I mean, the Rockets fell, just to four, but they fell. Mm-hmm. Um, let's. Spurs, I think, went up because they didn't have the worst league record in the league, right? When the Pistons. Yeah, my phone takes four years to load. Uh, the Pistons fell. The Wizards look like they might have moved up. Let's see, thirty-three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the the, Bla- the, the Blazers moved up. That makes sense. Um, one, two, at least three. They they jumped ahead. Oh, and and the Wizards. No, not the Wizards. They jumped ahead of Orlando, Charlotte, or Orlando, Detroit, and Houston. So they jumped up three. Yeah. The Mavs jumped up quite a bit. Where did the Mavs get? They, I think they got the eighth pick. That's in the three. That's not bad. I think losers of the night were the Rockets, though. They fell. The Pacers. One, two, four. The Pacers were right where they were supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, no, no, no big changes. The biggest one is definitely um, Portland jumping up a couple spots and Houston falling a couple spots. But that was it. There weren't any. No one jumped from like the teens to top five. Yeah. Which I guess you know, odds wise, you don't expect. But there's always that chance. There's always that chance. Like imagine if Dallas had gotten the one overall pick. Luca, Kyrie, Rubinyama. Wow. Again, uh, you know, and of course we're projecting here, and so does every media outlet projecting. Oh, it's, it's, it, it, I, there's no chance. Like, you make the first finals next year, is that what you're saying? No, they're going to get Wimbanyama. We'll see how they do, but like. You heard it here first. There's no Spurs chance. to the finals, Mason Round. <laughs> That'd be. Uh, oh. Like, you're trying to make a game of this 11 to 2 run. Looks like it's going to be a 11 point. Laker lead going into the fourth quarter. Well, oh my god! I said when Nikola Jokic is doing shit like that, you're that not doing absurd. much. That 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 skyball hit the ceiling. He made it. Damn man. Never mind. Fourteen point lead. So come back. Okay. I mean, if you're the Lakers, you're going for it. That was a lucky shot. That was a lucky shot. You're going for it. I mean, good lord. He's in Steph Curry range, and that thing legitimately got higher than the than the shot clock on the backboard. Man, that, that's the shit Curry makes. That just pisses you off. <laughs> oh my god! How can someone so unathletic looking be so good? Uh, dude, it, the hand-eye coordination is just unreal. He's unlocked. His like when you ask him about it, like how do you do? He's like, I don't know. I just look where I want it to go and it goes there. It's just what he does. Some people just have it. Bird had it. Nash had it. Some people just have it. All right. You got anything uh, worth mentioning? Uh, no. I mean, we kind of covered quite the game here. Any, any other big news? Doesn't really look like it. Looks like that's it. Well, we'll be coming to you. Uh, probably at least to preview the finals after the, the conference finals. And. We'll see. See who we got. All right, all right. Four teams left. What's your finals prediction? Uh, it'll be Nuggets versus Celtics. Celtics. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think our second second best option is Celtics Lakers. Which man? The old school rivalry. That that's what the that's what the NBA wants. I don't know, man. I think. Yeah, they probably would. LeBron in the finals. Lakers. Tatum in Boston. I mean. 
the game seven of the of the Lakers Warriors series was I think like the most watched NBA game in years. Years. Which I mean our game six, which makes sense, right? Yeah. Steph, LeBron. That's it. That, it was Steph and LeBron. And, and you know first meeting in the postseason since the run of Cleveland Golden Golden State games. They they won Boston Lakers. They won it bad. Miami Denver would be the most disappointing. It would be interesting. I, I think but yeah, probably wouldn't be the best ratings wise. Alright. Well that's all we have for you. And we'll be we shouting out to you here pretty shortly. There we shall. Until then. Peace.